This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged. The podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey there, Pat Calamari here, host of Pat Soundbites Unplugged. And yes, I do not eat seafood, sorry. Steak and potatoes guy right here. Hope you are safe, hope you're home, hope you're doing well. Thank you to all the first responders out there, all the doctors, all the nurses, all the folks in the front line. You know who you are, the essential employees. Thank you. Episode number 66, and the numbers keep rolling. Singer-songwriter Mr. Rhett Smith, R-E-T-T. Really cool cat, talked to him from his home in L.A. Rhett's got an album coming out. On released May 22nd, Giving Up on Quitting. Pretty cool story. Red was growing up in an international top-ranked alpine skier and junior Olympic medalist. Go check that out. Before he got into the whole music scene, he explains all that. So, <clears throat> go check him out. And as always, enjoy, share if you like what I do, and thank you. The downloads are insane. I appreciate every single one of them. Live, love, and laugh a lot. Life is way too short. Enjoy, Mr. Rhett Smith. Hey, this is Rhett Smith, and you're listening to Pat Soundbites Unplugged. WBXO Classic Rock redefined in conjunction with Pat Soundbites Unplugged podcast. A pleasure having a singer, songwriter, guitarist, who's also putting out great new music, and that's what I do, keeping new music alive on the radio airways, and I'm talking Mr. Rhett Smith. How are you, Rhett? Hey, Pat. I'm doing well. Thank you. Rhett out in L.A., hanging out, locked down like everybody else. You've got an album coming out, officially released on May 22nd on the Redlands label called Giving Up on Quitting. Well, I don't know about that, right? But we'll talk about that. How's it going, my man? Oh, man, hanging in, right? I think doing doing the best I can like everybody else. Yeah, I hear you. Before, I always start, right, just, be, just to learn a little bit about you and how you got the music bug, and then we'll certainly get into the album and the, and the, and the songs. How did you find the uh, love for music growing up? Were you uh, one of these guys that saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show or a relative had a guitar and you said, man, I want to I wanna do that? Or uh, uh, how did it work for you? Um, well, I, I'm a little young for, for the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could, of course the Beatles are, are a huge inspiration. Um, my, I, I was born in West Texas, and, and both my parents, um, you know, they, they just always played a lot of old kind of country music and, and rock and roll. Um, although they didn't play music, I think they, I, they had pretty great taste in, in music and, and songs. And so I grew up around really good music without having much of a musical family or knowing people who really played music. Um, and then I, I started playing guitar, uh, you know, in my early 20s. Okay. I had a pretty late start, which I'm grateful for because I think I kind of circumnavigated getting stuck down the rabbit holes of, of emulating and kind of, you know, had, had 
had a pretty clear idea of what I wanted to be by the time I, I started. Gotcha. And I do see here, and I got to ask, um, internationally top-ranked alpine skier growing up. How did the guy from, now I'm in the northeast and we get snow. Man, I, I want to move to the south. How did the guy from West Texas and raised in New Mexico find the love for skiing? Did you have a bunch of friends and got you to Colorado or somewhere? I don't Is there a lot of snow in West Texas? The, the town in New Mexico that I, I'm from, Rio is a ski town. Really? So, yeah, the town itself is at seven, almost eight thousand feet, and so that's that's where it started. Um, my parents, you know, literally commuted back and forth to to Texas for for work, and we still lived in New Mexico because they love being in the mountains so much. And so um, that's that's where that came from. And and as I kind of showed some promise in that, um, I ended up. Yeah, just just progressing and, and moving, lived in Europe for a, a long time, where that took me in for for all my schooling, and then back to Colorado um, after that. Nice. I mean, I would I learn something every day. Skiing in New Mexico. All I keep reading is about how beautiful New Mexico is, and they have that great hot air balloon fest that friends of mine have traveled there to go check oh. out, which is, uh, I guess, pretty cool. Well, congratulations, certainly, on being listed as an international top-ranked alpine skier and a junior Olympic medalist. I can only imagine, like anything else, I tell people hard work, lots of practice, and determination, nothing ever comes easy. Did any of that, Rhett, kind of translate that work ethic into um, your music career when you got pretty much started in the uh, 20s? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think anybody who, who kind of comes from, from a sports background or, or any, any, especially any individually-minded endeavor, you know, you have to have some discipline Absolutely. Of, uh, to, 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 to get anywhere in those things. And so music's, music's great, especially early on for me, because it, it was, I, I could translate those things, but it was also totally separate. You know, so when that, when, when, when my skiing ended, there was a lot of injuries and, and I had a pretty bitter taste in my mouth. And so I was able to kind of just bring the positive attitude and attributes from that without having any real carryover. Yeah, I mean, just to make it. I mean, I, I'm a sports guy, and uh, when I was like 15 or 16, I really got into boxing until I got my nose broken, and uh, that kind of wakes you up real quick. But the workout, I mean, I, don't, I didn't think there was any better exercise and workout than, you know, being in the gym jumping rope and hitting the bags and keep it in shape that way and uh, it was like probably early well I'm, I'm probably a little bit older than you but um, you know that whole Rocky theme and you know watching the I always watch the Olympics and uh, but to get that far man that says a lot about uh, your discipline and your hard work and everything that goes into that so yeah no I get it um Giving up on quitting. What an album title, man. Pretty much is the message pretty much I'm moving forward no matter what life throws at me. Yeah, I think I, I, I think it could have some multiple meanings there, you know. It giving up on you could be giving up on quitting on yourself and and 
you know, the, the positive spin is, is how I like to think of it, for sure. I think there's a negative side to that also. You know, giving up on, on quitting vices and, and things of that nature. But, you know, it goes both ways, I think. Yeah, no, that's cool. Now, for folks not familiar with your music, Red, how would you describe the music you typically create? Because I know you got a, you had a couple of solo albums, I want to say, out uh, a few years back. Um, yeah. How, would you, you did you start like rock or was it always rock country or Americana? Earlier on, it was it was more guitar driven, um, kind of bluesy ish rock. Okay. Uh, and but but you know I think I, I I the best way to describe what I'm doing is just, is is lyrically driven. Amer rock and roll or Americana, you know, whatever you, you call it today. Because to me, you know, all the bands I listen to are, are a lot of them, you know, they're, they're Americana bands, but you go see them, it's a rock show. You know, it's good musicianship and, and, and it's, it's, it's where I'm trying to be headed for sure. But lyrics first on this record, especially. Okay. You know, I, I think that, that words matter and we, we kind of need that push more and I, I feel like it's it is coming back to being lyrically driven music being heard more i i get you and i totally agree with the whole genre thing it doesn't matter you know me on this side of the table and i'm a music lover of all genres i mean when i see ozzy osbourne hanging out with post malone you know all bets are off you go to a, <laughs> there's nothing better than a live show and i don't yeah. care if it's jazz i don't care if it's blues i don't care if it's rock i love country i mean i love it all so i totally agree with you uh in that aspect as a songwriter red um, you know, most of the folks, the folks tell me, obviously, the inspirations for their songs come with, come from within, inside life experiences, good and bad. Now, when I listen to the songs, and giving up on quitting, hardship highways, better days, corner kisses, very somber, very personal, very deep. What do you want the listeners to take away from your songs in this particular album? You know, I think the, the the beauty of of writing songs that are extremely personal and like making yourself the most vulnerable that you can in that way is that it's it's you you get to I get to selfishly release how I feel and and kind of exercise some of those more extreme feelings, but the listener also gets to relate to them in their own way and, and make, I think there's a direct correlation between the more vulnerable a song is for the writer and the more relatable it is which is kind of funny I think yeah the more, the more personal you make it the more it's it, it's easier to access you know these universal kind of extremes we make our own I, I totally get it and you know and then the other side of it is it's interesting on how I'm a lyric guy. I want to hear the words. I want to hear the story. I want to get it. And sometimes I'm on and sometimes I'm off. And the artist would say, look, it's, it's all good. It's whatever you want to interpret it. That's fine with me. Yeah, you know? totally. And these songs are so personal. How do you handle Red as a musician when a fan comes up to you and says a song like Better Day really helped them 
in life. I mean, that's 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 pretty heavy. When I'm not a musician, I'm not a songwriter, but I can imagine is that the ultimate satisfaction when somebody comes up to you after you know you put out your heart and soul and dug deep and use this form as a relief of your emotions and what you went through, and somebody says, "Dude, I get it." Is that how do you handle that? Well, I mean, for for me, that that's like the ultimate goal, right? Right. Is to, is to impact someone in the same way that that like that it's the entire point of doing this. You know, I, I don't. I, it, I wouldn't say the entire point, but it's 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 a huge humbling. You know, right? Got to be no better feeling, right? Yeah, I mean, it's. It, it, that's that's a gift, and that's something I think as a writer or a musician or a performer, anybody, it's like you can't take that lightly. Like that's that's a responsibility that like you should be really grateful for. Absolutely, and I, I, I take that seriously because I feel lucky, you know. A- absolutely, I, I just say to myself, how do you, you know, when you get in the car to go home and you had a few fans come up to you, and they talk to you privately and go, you know, some of these songs, dude. I get it. I really get it. And then you go home after you like you obviously want to wind down after performing maybe an hour, an hour and a half or whatever. And on the drive home or wherever your next stop is, you go, wow, you know, that there's nothing. It's got to be the best of the best that, you know, that even if it was just one person in an audience of 500 that came up to you, there's got to be no better feeling than that. Yeah, for sure, and I think it, you know the the. It's important to also remember that you, you, to not to not let things go to your head. And like I surround myself with people that that are are really you know down to earth, and there's there's no greater than now mentality going on. And so it's 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 the ultimate. Like I said, the the the. I, I couldn't thank somebody enough for 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 ever being able to. to say that or I have those people that make me feel that way also right now obviously due to our current situation of this virus lockdown certainly it's got to be a huge and a big challenge facing with the release of a new album that you can't that you get the lack of performance you know doing the songs live I mean that's got to be a huge challenge are there any other challenges that you're facing are you dealing with you know the um, not getting enough radio exposure you know not, not everybody's like me out there yeah, it's it's brutal. First, yeah, I mean, if, firstly, and, and thank you for having me on here, man. For sure, it's a, it is a huge help, and it's it's brutal. It's tough. Uh, I mean, I I made this entire album with performing it live, obviously in my head. Like this is a very 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 like accurate representations of what the songs sound like live, and that was intentional. Because I knew that I was, or I thought I was gonna go, you know, be playing them nonstop on the road. Because that—that's really, I think, and that's—that's—that's where—that's it. That's my wheelhouse, you know. I made this record to perform it, and with that being said, it's like, you know, it's—it's this is terrible, and it's—it's really hard on musicians, especially because there's 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 no. And in sight, but let, I don't kid myself and compare it to, you know, people having to have. Imagine being a nurse right now, or people people battling the, sh- you, you know what, nonstop, and it's it's 
I feel fortunate to, to be healthy. My family's healthy. And, and I, 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 I try to keep that perspective for sure that like, yeah, this is tough and I can, I can be really down about the timing of it with this record and so on. But in, in, in comparison, it's, it's, I'm very lucky. Right. And you know, and we always seem to overcome. I come from emergency services background. I'm a past fire chief. I'm a past director of a 911 center. And after 30 something years, I had to retire. And I got many colleagues, former colleagues and friends on the front line. And you are absolutely right. You know, people go, I lost my job. And I, I go, man, I get it. And I know things will change. And I think eventually we always overcome somehow dealing with all these viruses we overcome but it's not the end of the world knowing what people are doing out there going through right now what are your thoughts red on your first live show with an audience after all this lockdown man hallelujah oh my goodness can i, I you know i can't even i can't even imagine again because it's 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 like I don't, I, I, I just want to go outside and like, have, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, it, it feels far away. I, I'll give it that, you know, I, I, I'm sure for, for all of us who play music, it will be pretty overwhelming, but it feels most likely the last thing that's going to come back. So I'm just trying to stay stay positive and, and day by day. <laughs> I mean, right. No, you know, how many times have you gotten in the van or the car or the bus and you packed and we all take it for granted. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I look at some of the pictures. I got to hang out with artists here and there and I go, man, are they ever going to have meet and greets anymore? I mean, so when I, I mentioned this, I mentioned the same question to an artist uh, yesterday and they go, dude, the next show, I, I'll probably be shaking going, hey, I, we finally are doing it. You know, what's, what's my thoughts? I can't wait to do it, but you know, it's like a wake up call, never to take anything for granted. He said, it'll be yeah. so, so emotional going to the airport. He goes, I'll be, I'll be like a lunatic, you know, checking in my bag, shaking like a leaf. He goes, so, so I, I go, I, I, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, so when you put the guitar down, Rep, besides skiing, what other uh, outside interests and uh, hobbies? What anything else that uh, get builds up your inspiration? Man, I, I, I'm. I've always been into you know being in the mountains and hiking and and doing a lot of you know kind of kind of trail running and things like that. I, I it really clears my mind. Um, I like pretty you know I'm a, I'm a sports guy and so. I, you know, like to surf. I like to like to be outside pretty much doing anything. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I focus pretty intensely on, on, on music and I, I treat it as a job because it is, you know, and, and that really that really helps me to kind of create these imaginary borders or, or restrictions on things where for X amount of hours per day, I'm working on something intently. Now, good for you. You take it serious, and uh, again, I think a lot of that comes from your uh, your experience of going over in Europe and that hard work and that discipline and that determination. You're not taking it for granted. Um, any other projects that I can help promote? I saw this side band. Am I am I going to say the name right? Is it Saints only with yeah, me? Yeah, Saints. Yeah, that that was a two piece. That was that was much. 
um, well, I shouldn't say was, it is, um, with, with me and an amazing drummer in Nashville named Daniel Souza, um, he, him and I did that, um, for, we toured that for, for about a year and it's, it's great. It's very different than, than my solo music and very kind of guitar driven, um, heavy, heavy kind of riffs. Gotcha. But, um, also, I mean, I, I just have, there's so much good music out that people I hope are, are getting exposed to. And, um, yeah, that's, I, I, I'm listening to, to the new Jason Isbell record a lot, which, I mean, it's not like he needs promotion, but I just love it. And I think there's just so, there's so many great songwriters now. I, I can't, I, I hope to join in with them. I, I can't tell you, I get honestly, you know, I always say, be careful of what you wish for. And I walked into this opportunity of keeping new music alive. And I honestly get 10 CDs a week from publishers and management, independent artists going, you know, please tell me if you like it, you like it, play a track, let me know, hit me up on Facebook or social media. And there's so much good music. I mean, I tell my wife, you got to mute Mike and Molly for a minute and listen to this song. Yeah. And we look at each other and it's just sad of where the music business is today, especially radio. And um, me being in New York and me going, you know what, I don't care. I'm doing everything I can to keep folks going and, and keeping it alive. And uh, that's where it builds my fan base. I mean, I again, don't get me wrong, I do mix some great classics along with it and I try to find the happy medium to work with the songs that are out there but man there's so much great talent out there so uh I got enough work to do trust me I'm a happy I'm a happy guy hanging out with you man congratulations and uh certainly much success on giving up on quitting and the album officially released on the 22nd and I encourage everybody to go out and buy it go to Rhett's website Rhett R-E-T-T Smith Music dot com he's on all the socials it's available on all the social outlets Rhett um, I hope you enjoyed the chat as much as I have. Reach out on Facebook or whatever, and I uh, promise you we would. Uh, I am definitely going to get one of your tracks out there this Sunday on my show for you. All right, Pat, man, can't thank you enough. Appreciate it. There you go, Red Smith, keeping new music alive on the radio airways. That's what we do here on WBXO and Pat Soundbites Unplugged.